Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of The Life of KG. So I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a very long time now. I want to make it really real and down to earth and just about obviously our industry in general and just putting it all out there really. I wanted to do something quite casual, like I'm literally at the moment recording this in my bedroom, my little girl's in my bed fast asleep, she could possibly wake up at any time, hopefully she won't, Um, and just really just get down to the nitty gritty of everything and recording things as we feel and as natural as it can possibly be to make it really real. So it's going to be kind of like my diary of business really um and also we will have episodes where we are having guests on so we'll do interviews as well and uh, the people that work within kg sometimes they'll be holding interviews so it's trying to just kind of like mix it all up really so i thought i would do the first episode today just really telling you about kg myself uh, the company, how we started, um, and just getting into it so you can real get a feel for who we are. And then once that's done, I don't have to do it again. <laughs> so you can then hear everyone else's stories. No, I will do um it quite brief, as brief as possible. Obviously, there's loads of different stories within my story. And as the podcasts go on, we can dip into different parts. So we can dip into marketing that's worked, marketing that hasn't, how to run um, a, a company with babies, how to have a successful salon and build a good team, how to be a great lash artist, best ways of getting new clients, um, how other entrepreneurs started their journeys, literally loads and loads of stuff. But for today, I'm going to start with my story. So I find it really difficult sharing where I started and where I come from. So normally when I speak on stage, I talk in third person and only about my childhood. I don't know why. I think I find it just really I guess embarrassing I find I can find it embarrassing um I'm ashamed of some of it and just I think it was such a difficult time in my life that I kind of just shy it away and try not to remember but when I think of doing it in third person and pretending it's about someone else I find it a lot easier but I'm actually going to speak as myself today um because I'm not in front of anyone, I'm talking into my phone and I can kind of just be me. So then I can give you the real story about everything. So obviously I had a good childhood um, upbringing with my mum and dad. They're still together, they're amazing parents and I literally could not live without them. I've got a younger brother as well, he's only a year younger than me. We're completely different, but I love him dearly. And we're just a really, really close family. But when I was in school, so when I hit about 12 years old, when I went into high school, I was severely bullied. Like, really severe. I don't know to this day why. 
well, I I kind of do, I kind of don't. So when I was asked, well, when people asked about the bullies and asked them what their issue is, they were just like, I don't know, I don't know. We just don't like her. There was that kind of answer. There wasn't a real issue of why they were so mean to me. But the bullying was so bad that I couldn't hack it anymore. I wanted to end my life. I tried to overdose. I tried to slip well. I slipped my wrist many times. Whether that was for a cry for help or if that was to actually end my life, I don't know. Now looking at it, I'm like, slipping my wrist that deep wasn't going to get anywhere. But back then it felt awful. So I obviously thought it was going to get me somewhere, but it didn't. But it did give me a massive cry for help. Like, my mum obviously saw the cuts on my wrist. She saw paracetamols and stuff under my bed. Like, it was a massive, massive cry for help for me. But I truly did, like, want to, like, did want to end my life. Like, I, I couldn't hack anymore. I was terrified, like, so scared. So all the bullying that happened in school was all verbal. It was all threats. It wasn't physically like punching, hitting, that type of thing. So I would be surrounded in the corridors, like going to class. When I went to the toilet, I'd be surrounded in the cubicles. There would be rumours going around school, such as there would be a rumour that I was pregnant. And most of the school thought I was pregnant. Obviously, this was a complete lie. To the point the f- that even, you know, you have the medical rooms. They called me in and sat me down and asked if there was anything that I needed to tell them. Because obviously they've heard that I'm pregnant. And for me, I was like, I'm 12 years old. I have never had a boyfriend, let alone have sex. I am definitely not pregnant. Like, definitely not. So that was obviously really distressing to me and obviously my family, like, that this horrible rumour was going around. There was other rumours such as being a lesbian, not like that's any issue at all for people that are, like, totally loads of respect for you. But at that time, no, I was not a lesbian and I'm not now. Um, But there was that rumour, again, that was quite distressing. Then there was stuff like bomb threats. So people used to write to my house and literally say that I was the house is going to get bombed, or the window's going to get smashed in. There was an event at uh, the carnival, so where I'm from is Luton, and there is a carnival that happens every year. Now that's no big deal, but when we were younger, like everyone had to go to the carnival. We all used to have to get nice new outfits, and it was a it was a big thing. Like no one wanted to miss the carnival. But there was, again, rumours and letters being wrote to me that if I attend the carnival, I'm going to get stabbed. And as a 12, maybe I was nearly 13 at this point, year old, I believed these rumours. Like, I really, really believed them. Like, I used to think that the house was going to get done in and I was going to get stabbed. It was just really bad. So it was so bad to the point that my my family actually pulled me out of school because obviously my mental state was not good at all. So they did pull me out of school. I did go from one school to another school, which the other school 
which was based in a different location, I actually didn't have any problems there. But because I was still getting bullying from that other school outside, like on weekends, being surrounded in the shopping centre, not being able to socialise, it just weighed me down in every way, shape and form. So I got pulled out of school completely and I started college slightly earlier than everyone else so I actually left school with no qualifications at all I had no GCSEs like no qualifications nothing so that was obviously a massive massive down point to obviously leaving school early because I had none of that so to the point where I was like obviously as I was getting slightly older what the hell am I going to do because at the moment, I can't do anything with any grades, like nothing. While I was um, in school and getting bullied, and obviously after I left school, I started modelling. So I remember I was in London once with my mum. It's kind of that cliche thing, isn't it? You're in London and you get spotted on Oxford Street. But that did actually happen. <laughs> so I got spotted on Oxford Street and... I'm pretty sure it was Oxford Street. Um, and they asked me if I've been ever interested in modelling before. And obviously I hadn't been. No one like, well, they might. But I didn't wake up one day and think, oh, I want to be a model. Like, that wasn't how it worked. Um, but I thought, yeah, do you know what? I'd give it a go. And also while I was on holiday that year, I, you know, like sometimes there's like photographers and stuff that go around on the resort. Well, they were doing like one-on-one photography sessions and I just loved it like absolutely loved it so I give that a go and you would think being in front of the camera as someone that's been bullied has no self-esteem at all would be really nerve-wracking and of course it is but when you're in front of the camera it really like pushes you and it gives you this confidence boost and it lets you just feel like, don't, oh, I can't really describe it, but all your feelings and issues and everything go and you're just concentrating that you're being in front of the camera and that you're, you're like powerful basically. Obviously you've got the photographer going, you're gorgeous, like keep going, work it, all that type of thing. And it makes you feel completely like amazing. So as time went on, I decided that modelling was definitely what I wanted to do. Like, I loved it. Obviously, the bullies absolutely hated that I'd done it. I guess enough of a reason why they hated me. But because I was basically a recluse in my house, like, I would not leave. I was so scared to leave the house because I thought something might happen. I didn't. So all my social life kind of went out the window. So modelling, for me, got me out of the house because... I would be going to these photo shoots and they'd be in the cities. So they'd be in London most of the time, Birmingham, Manchester, wherever they would be. So I would physically be able to get out of the house, have a good time and knowing that I was safe, not being anywhere near these bullies. Also, when I was modelling, like a lot of it was contacts so it was about like obviously who you know and building contacts and obviously I didn't know anyone back then I was a 13 year old kid I didn't know anything but to keep me sane like I used to go into the office at my parents house 
And I used to just work at that computer and try and get contacts, join model agencies, um, network with photographers. I used to do everything to get my name out there and get as much work as I could. And I absolutely loved it. But this taught me how to network in, obviously, business life now. So it's given me that head start of what I maybe wouldn't know what to do if I didn't do that back then. To point where I had so many friends around the whole world of models and photographers from all this networking I used to do. So it really kind of, I'd say, started my own business at that age, at 13, from modelling. Because I was selling myself constantly, as in like selling myself to go to castings and win jobs or... There would be catalogue jobs I needed to do or it might be extra work for TV work. Like whatever kind of campaign I was going for, I had to be selected and be up against other girls. So I had to kind of sell myself in front of the casting directors. So I've been doing that for so long, like at such a young age. And it really did just help me and give me something to work towards when I was completely down on the floor from bullying. So it was a complete lifesaver. So after that part, I carried on kind of modelling and I would say, well, how old was I? I was 18. I don't know why I had to think about that because it's a massive milestone for me. Well, I was 18 years old and I decided to open up a model agency. My reasons for this were I was getting so many of the agents, of my agents, asking me, do you know a model for this job? Do you know a model for that job? Because I've seen so many people in the industry. So I was always getting the agents, uh, girls to work for them. And I thought, why don't I do this? Like, I'd love to do this. And it's like any job. Sometimes you can get a little bit bored of it after a while or you need something, like, something more exciting. So I was kind of like, not getting bored of modelling, but I definitely was looking for my next fix. So starting my own model agency was definitely key for me. And I remember, like, running to my mum's room being like, what should I call my model agency? And I had all these, like, different names and I was so excited. And she was like, why don't you just call it KG Model Management? Like, just keep it simple, KG. And that's how KG was born. Like, how amazing is that? Like, just from that one conversation, how did I know that that was going to build then a whole brand? So... Like, that's just crazy, like, so crazy, when I even think about that. And just registering the company as a limited company back then was, like, such a big, scary deal that I had my own limited company at 18 years old. Like, okay, now this is proper, I need to do this. Like, I really need to do this. So I obviously worked from my parents' home where obviously I was living and they had an office and I sort of just locked myself away in there like I did when I was trying to get castings and jobs for modelling but instead of getting jobs myself I was there now trying to get companies on board to get jobs for my models so I'd have models on my books and we had about a couple of hundred models on the books um, across the country and we had some people abroad because we did have jobs coming in from abroad too and I managed to sell these contracts, like, and it was amazing. And he just had this such big buzz. And I just loved it, like, absolutely loved it. And um, so that was when I was 18. And then 
I wanted to obviously yeah, we all have goals and I wanted to have a base for my agency obviously I was super super young and even though the model agency was doing really great it weren't like a super million pound company or anything like that so to have a base obviously you have overheads and to pay them overheads you need to be having a really really successful company like otherwise you might carry might as well just carry on working from home but I wanted my models to come to me so I could do portfolio work and measure them and meet them properly rather than just doing all of the internet so I needed base for that that as like a little dream that I had when I while I was modeling I always said oh one day I would love my own tanning shop and I had this goal in my head for it to happen for when I was about 30 I don't know why but like yeah when I was 30 I want my own tanning shop that was kind of what I used to say I guess because I just love tanning and I thought why don't I just do that now and I think my parents at the time thought I was crazy my dad wasn't too sure like whether to take me seriously and if to I guess go to head go ahead with it he's not so much of a risk taker of what I am whereas my mum was like okay like well up for me doing this but also scared at the same time but she would never ever say like no don't do it just support me like a million percent so with my dad but obviously he'd be more scared about the risks whereas my mom wouldn't she'd be like hell yeah just do it so I had to find a base so it was so exciting and I knew exactly what building I wanted and there was a building that we went to a few years ago previously to this um, conversation I had about them opening the building and it was an estate agents and it was indigo estate agents and I remember walking in there I think someone I was with was looking for a house or something and walking in there and just being like oh my god I love this building like it was just beautiful so anyway when I was looking for a building this building so happened to be up for rent and I remember saying to my family oh my god that's up for rent they were like oh it's way too much money like way too much wouldn't even really consider it obviously if someone tells me no I am going to do it <laughs> so I remember calling up Indigo Estate Agents and asking them for a viewing so I went to this viewing and I think he must have looked at me like this girl's a kid like what is she doing like they could see obviously that I had drive but they must have thought oh my god like bless her she wants a tanning shop and all this I looked at it and I fell in love with it and I literally was like I need to have this building like I need to have it I arranged a second viewing with my mom I think my dad come I know my mom was there and showed her and obviously she supported me and I got that building like I got that building so it needed loads and loads of work doing to it but we managed to turn it around in a month and my dad done all the building work for it he does the building work for everything he's literally amazing and we turned the the building into at the beginning of the building when you walk in it was a tanning shop and we actually trained in nails so we could do nails and then in the back of the building was my office which was my model agency and a photographic studio so I literally had my whole dream in one building it was like amazing I was so so excited so we opened the doors to this salon slash model agency obviously the model agency was 
going anyway so that had an income coming in but the salon obviously no one knew who he was so I opened about 20 minutes away from where my house was but this 20 minutes was based in a village location which I had nothing I had had no I just didn't know anyone like no one knew who I was I don't know who they was no one knew who KG was it was completely from scratch not even one client I kind of studied beauty in college, but I was a dropout, like, just like everything. I was a dropout of college, so I didn't really have any qualifications to go with that either. So the nails course I'd done was, like, a one-day's nail course. And uh, we'd just done tanning and nails. So I had to build a whole client base, which was hard. Like, I'll come to that. That was hard. But over time... Uh, we had people coming in asking for waxing, tinting, pedicures, massaging, that type of thing. And I was turning these people away. Don't get me wrong, there wasn't like hundreds of people like queuing outside asking for these treatments. But when the phone did go or when a client did walk in, which was rare because we had no client base, they were asking for these treatments. So I was turning them away. Or if they were getting their nails done, they were then going elsewhere to have the other treatments done. And I was like, I'm missing something here. Like, what am I going to do? I'm turning these clients away. There's obviously a call for these treatments. So I had to make a really, really big decision. And close a model agency which was at the time then so distressing I was so upset but I was like I have to turn the back of the salon into treatment rooms because we didn't have no treatment rooms it was an open space so how am I meant to grow the salon without having treatment rooms I'd have to move and I can't do that because I have a five-year lease so Okay, my little girl's waking up. Isn't that great? So I had to shut down the model agency and turn it into treatment rooms. Obviously, now this was the best thing I could have possibly ever have done. Like, ever have done. If I didn't do that, I don't know where I'd be now and I would have been pretty stupid. But making that decision then, I felt like I failed in my model agency. I felt like giving that business up, like I completely failed, I was a failure and it didn't work out. Well, actually, that wasn't the case at all. That model agency brought me to that point. Like it gave me the um, drive and ambition to be able to open that. And without having the agency, the salon would have never, never existed. So I'm so grateful for that agency and we actually still, that company is still going and we trade under that because I just couldn't even shut the company name down. So we actually still run under KG Model Management and trade as KG Salon, which is like amazing. So I'll always keep that. So obviously from this point we turned the salon into a full bone salon and so we built the treatment rooms we had actually one treatment room that we built and from then we needed to have employees because I wasn't trained to do any treatments other than nails. So I hired my first employee which was Chloe Hull. Chloe still works for me to this day 
10 years later. She is one of the best beauticians I've ever met. She has gone from my employee to one of my best friends. She's one of my closest friends. Um, how could she not after 10 years of working so closely together? Obviously, it was just me and her from, well, in the beginning, just me and her day in, day out. Uh, we cried together, we've laughed together, we've partied together, we've gone on holiday together. We've literally done everything. And she knows my deepest, darkest thoughts and uh, downtimes I've had. And she's literally been my rock my complete rock for the whole 10 years and I will be forever grateful to her for that like forever grateful she'll never know how grateful I am for her loyalty and kindness and um just continuing to work with KG and be part of that and I know that she looks at the salon as her own and she looks after it as her own and that means the world and I will forever look after Chloe for them for them reasons like she is she's basically a sister to me so me and Chloe obviously worked in the salon together and we had like no clients still <laughs> even though clients asked for these treatments we still had no clients obviously we had some but it took so much building so one major part of the story that I missed out is to obviously financially be able to start a salon in the first place, I needed a lot of money. So I was up to my eyes in debt to be able to start the salon. Completely up to debt, about £60,000 maybe, um, that I give myself five years to pay off. That was my ultimate goal. Like So in five years' time, after starting the salon, I will be financially free as in maybe not financially free as in I'll have all the money in the world but I won't I'll be debt free so that's kind of what my end goal was and in this five years I obviously worked to pay off my debt and I wasn't being paid myself obviously I had now staff to pay, staff bills to pay I had my rent stock training everything to pay including my loans that I had enough for myself because I wasn't a big enough client base there were times where I cried my eyes out actually not times there was literally most days I would cry my eyes out because we would get clients in but I wasn't seeing the money like because the outgoings were so high and there's only a certain amount of time you can put all your love and passion into something and when you're not seeing nothing at the end of it or you're just scraping to pay the bills, like just, or sometimes not meeting to, to pay the bills, the stress that that causes. Bear in mind at this time I'm 19 years old, so I'm still a pup, like I'm still young. And the stress was just so much. Like I used to call my parents crying that I just wanted to go bankrupt, like... I couldn't take it anymore. It was the easy option for me to go bankrupt, like, and then just clear my debt and just go and get a normal job. Like, I just didn't know what else to do. I would read and read and read. So I am dyslexic. So when I do read, it takes me a while, but I would do it and I would read all the business books I could. I would 
oh well, I've just started listening to podcasts now but now anyone that's listening to this and in this position definitely get yourself on podcasts but reading give me everything like all the knowledge I know I went on more training courses for for beauty courses so then I could do more treatments in salon and I was just advertising and marketing left right and center and really studying social media to see how I could grow that because 10 years ago that was all pretty kind of new like you would still be marketing in newspapers really and advertising in newspapers so the social media scene was quite fresh for businesses so I was kind of dipping into that area to see where we could grow but it was hard. Like my dad used to give me £40 a week to be able to just grab some lunch and survive a little bit because I had nothing. Like obviously luckily I was living at my parents' house then so I didn't have to worry about rent and a mortgage and things like that. But to have nothing to my name when before then obviously I was modelling so I had quite a bit of money and um, the the um jobs I used to get obviously it was it was I was financially okay for like a 18 19 year old back then but when all of that's gone and you have nothing and you've got all this debt the pressure is just crazy like crazy I would say it took a good three four years for me to even take a small salary and by this time, I even then had slightly more stuff. So every time someone got fully booked, I would then hire someone else. And I would do it very gradually. And they would start off on part-time hours and gradually build to full-time. Sorry, my little girl has woken up. Here you go. This is what happens when you record podcasts at home in bed at night. So, yeah, we just gradually um, built the the staff which I actually hate that word like they are staff yeah they're employees but they're my team and they're my girls and without them we wouldn't have a growing salon so I prefer the word team you won't really hear me say the word staff so every time we built that and in the five years I did get debt free so I did clear all of my debts and I was debt free and it was the best feeling ever. But obviously, as business is, as all you people listening that are in business, there's always one hurdle after another. So when we nearly come out of debt, we then end up going back registered. So then the business takes a hit or you have staff uh, leaving, which then takes a hit or your rent goes up, so it takes another hit, or your business rates come in, so that takes a hit. So it's always a constant battle. So even though we hit that five-year mark and think, yeah, I'm debt-free, like, life's going to be great. All that money that I was paying on 60 grand debt is now going to go to me. But it doesn't work like that because there's always something else that you're then working, working for. So, yeah, it's a constant battle. So I'm going to just kind of fast forward a little bit. Otherwise, I'm going to be talking for hours. Like, I'm only on, like, the third year. I'm now 10 years in. So obviously, the salon grew to be a success over a very, very, very long period of time. So for those of you that have just started, it takes a long time. So just, like, hang in there, carry on doing your marketing, do social media 
don't give up, be dedicated and it will will pay off. It just takes a long time. So over these um, now 10 years, I'm just going to fast forward. Otherwise, like I said, you're going to be here for ages. Um, after these, these 10, since these 10 years, we have gone on to win over 14 awards so far. I've been published like 35 times, I think it is. And obviously I write for a few magazines now as well. So that number's going up all the time, which is amazing. And I'm so, so blessed to be in this position and that I didn't give up. I'm so glad I did not go bankrupt. Like, I wouldn't have any of this now. And it just just proves it. If you're dedicated and you don't give up and you have them sleepless nights and them early morning rises, it is all worth it and it does pay off. I just can't stress that enough. And education is key. Like... Yeah, I dropped out. I had no qualifications. I don't know business studies. I don't nothing. But I read and read and read. And I studied and studied and studied as much as I could at home myself. And it paid off. So please just bear that in mind. So obviously the salon's super successful now. I have an amazing team of girls. And we have just gone into franchising. So franchising is another story I can go into another time on one of our episodes. Um, like the downtimes and a disaster we've had and things like that. But for now, obviously, we've got four branches now. So we've got our Barton branch, Luton, Wokenham and Essex. And they've been super success and they're stunning salons and I'm so proud. And... We've got our training academy. So we've got our training academy and product range, which started in 2012. So again, a long time ago now. And our product range, again, I'm so proud of. Like as soon as we launched it, it ended up hitting like 500 salons within six months. So it was super successful and we are growing and and um, distributing to new new customers every single day and new salons every day and it's literally around the world so it's actually crazy when like someone texts us in America and they're using our products like it's so good like they're using KG professional products in their salon in America or in Dubai and in Cyprus like so many different places it's just crazy again I'm so grateful for that but we source these products high and low to be able to source the best products that we felt was possible for our industry so every single product we have is trialed and tested by me and I definitely a hundred percent feel that it is the best for me in the industry so that's why I then want to give it to our salons and our customers and our students to be able to use so I'm really, really passionate about that. Again, that's more stories of about that that I can tell you in other episodes. A little bit about my personal life, because I think that's really good to know. I suffer with anxiety really bad. And that stems from, I think, bullying. But mainly as an adult, it suffers from business and business stress. And I think if you don't have anxiety when you own a business then you are doing pretty well like most business owners I've spoken to suffer with anxiety too so we can go through ways of dealing with anxiety and stuff like that 
in other episodes so I do stuff with that I am a normal human being and I have my down days some days where people won't hear from me for a couple of days because I'm having an attack like that is real and that happens and actually maybe as we're being so real on here maybe when I am having them down days it's good to just jump on here and talk because talking always helps anxiety also as you've heard through this podcast my little monkey she um Lola Rose that's my daughter she's three years old um and I have been a single mum since I was 10 weeks pregnant so again that is another long story but I have built this whole company obviously before she come along but while I was pregnant it grew massively and since I've had her it's again grew massively because I've worked my company around our lives and she's very much part of the businesses very much part of the businesses so to you mums out there that want to grow your companies or start companies or want to get into obviously this new career or flashing or being a beauty therapist or whatever it is it is possible if you have children or if you're a single mum and I can't stand it when people blame their career or not having a career on a child because there is no excuse like I am on my own like and I have managed to grow a couple more companies since having Lola so it is possible and don't get me wrong it is hard it is hard 10 weeks pregnant like being a single mum and going through the whole of pregnancy on my own and then obviously giving birth to this beautiful baby on my own and having sleepless nights on my own and doing bottle feeding in the night on my own and running a business on my own it was hard but we've done it and you just learn to deal with it and again I can share like different ways of doing that but it is it is doable obviously in business have been tons of highs and lows which I can go by things that have nearly broken me which I guess triggers my anxiety hugely but other than that like that's me really and I am I'm single as well I'm very very much single and it's a bit of a laughing joke between obviously my salons and people I know because my dating life really sucks and hopefully one day I will meet my prince charming but at the moment it's really not the right time I'm clearly not meeting him yet (laughs) um so we'll have a bit of laugh and banter about dating and stuff when um we do these podcasts too so that's about me and I will put up on our social media like what next episodes are about and what we're going to be showing and who we're going to be interviewing and it's going to be really fun and just check in and have a listen I always listen to podcasts like on my drive to work or if I'm traveling or before bed when I'm trying to go to sleep and it always just really helps me mentally so those of you that are business owners like hopefully this will really help so leave your comments in the comment box I'll be so grateful for that and to like hear your views and also just share on social media just to spread the word that we have a UK podcast in beauty and business which I think is possibly the first one which is so so exciting so 
that was just a really really quick episode about me just so you know who the hell is talking to you and who's giving you all this advice it's me katie godfrey so thanks for listening and tuning in and i will speak to you guys soon